Hello and welcome to episode 39 of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and the history around it. My name is Matt and with me, the crazy horses of El Vanilo, Adam and Grace. Happy New Year to both of you. Happy New Year. How how are we doing? What was the, uh, I thought like, it's been a different Christmas for everyone, hasn't it? But I thought, why don't we share each a highlight of the festive season. Um, yeah, I thought, why not? I know I've sprung this upon you. Uh, but but Adam, a highlight of the uh, festive, it doesn't actually, you could just say something that it was, you know, different or bizarre or, you know. Um, For me, it's always going to be about food. Um, and I, we had probably the best roast beef I've ever wow. had. See, that's a, that's a sin on Christmas Day. I'm sorry to dampen your Christmas. Uh, we had more than one meat, don't you worry. We had turkey, we had beef, and we had pork, gammon, oh. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. It was all it was all it was all above board, all prim and proper. But the uh, but the beef is honestly very special, and we had it the day after Boxing Day, um, which I don't think is a thing in the US, but we'll get onto that at some point. Um, Boxing Day, we had we had obviously sandwiches. And stuff and having <laughs> that little little roast beef sandwich, nice, special. It was it was special. So that was that was definitely a highlight for me. Um, the the, the roast so good. I actually had a piece of the beef, leftover beef, on Christmas Day. I got a little piece of it, and Grace. While it might not be um to your traditional taste, <laughs> it did taste great seen him isn't it mad how like everyone has like a christmas food tradition and then like a boxing day obviously in the uk a boxing day food tradition and like wholeheartedly believes that that is the right way to do it absolutely because it is the right way but sandwiches are not the (laughs) sandwiches are wrong no on boxing day sandwiches are right leftover sandwiches it's almost like we day when you finish your Boxing Day food. It's almost like we didn't have four episodes talking about Christmas when you could have brought this <laughs> up, Grace. But instead, you chose the New Year episodes to bring up all your problems with traditions of Christmas. To attack, <laughs> Grace. What was your What was your favorite thing? Um, I enjoyed the simplicity of this Christmas. Ooh. I enjoyed. Not having to drive here, there, and everywhere because you couldn't, because Boris would come and get you. Yeah. So I enjoyed just staying in one house, seeing my family. Very thankful that I could see my family. Yeah. And we have a small family anyway. It's literally just four of us, so we could all. Nice. And shout out to those who haven't been able to do that because that's tough, isn't it? That is yeah. that is proper tough. Yeah. And you know, while we're here in twenty twenty one and. You know, I, I kind of am sick of already like this. Oh man, 2020's over. Wait. I'm like, it's not it's no different. You still have to deal with your like struggles and your pain and all that stuff. But you know, if you've got this far, it will get better, won't it? You know. If you got this far, there's nothing that can ever happen that can stop you. You know what I mean? What I think. What's your highlight? Um oh well the, I mean there's a lot of things I missed, you know. Normally we have a lot of people around on New Year's Eve and that didn't happen. That was sad. Um, normally the two of you provide fireworks and, you know, that didn't happen either. Um, no matter how bad they may have been in the past or how good. And they are literal 
and metaphorical fireworks what we provide. <laughs> that is what we provide. Oh, yeah, sorry. We walk in, bang, Yeah, fireworks. sorry, not actual <laughs> fireworks. <laughs> You're just both dramas <laughs> in my life. That's... Wow. <laughs> not what I meant. Not what I meant. You've taken my words there and you've twisted them into a cruel dichotomy. <laughs> no, no. Oh, stop. Amazing. That's so good. But yeah, so, I mean, there were a lot of things that were missing, but, you know, it was kind of nice just to chill out and not to drive everywhere and just to, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit scared to go back to work because I haven't done anything in a week and a half, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it'll be all good. It'll be great. And it, it was nice just to, I don't know, just simplifying things was nice, you know? Yeah, and onwards and upwards, the new year is here. Yeah, sure. Sure. New possibilities, new hopes, new dreams. Anything is possible. Uh, just a little bit of admin for us to do. We're going to do one final bonus episode. The first ever annual El Vanilo Dorado Awards. The golden <laughs> vinyl. Come on. Nice. We need some kind of special music. We do need some special music. Yeah, I think Strictly Come Dancing might have that music, Grace, but... You know, um, so yeah, so uh, that's exciting. So, I hope you enjoy that. We're going to take one final look back at 2020, all that's gone. We're going to give out awards for our favorite, our least favorite, our best moments uh, on El Vanilo. It's going to be great. I can't wait. So, that comes out on Thursday. Final look back. Um, and we hope you enjoy that. Go grab some merch, it's still there. Uh, that I mean, at this point our Christmas code that wasn't meant to be available, but it probably is still available. So, you know, go and grab 20% off. Why not? EV, Xmas, 20. Go for it. Why not? Keep Christmas going. Uh, And yeah, that's where we're up to. So admin done, out the window. See you later. Um, Adam, Mm. we are looking at After the Gold Rush by Neil Young from 1970. Now, give us some context. Give us some uh, background. We have already looked at 1970 a few times. We, you know, our last, not last week's album, but the album before that, we were in 1970, I think. And we've we've also looked at Neil Young before as well. So get so it's what's the what's the plan? Me to draw on. Sam, tell you what the plan is. I got some new facts. I looked on a different website. Come on, happy days. Just a little recap or two of the best facts from previous facts that I've given. Um, <laughs> the highlights from your we've highlights. We've got the highlights from my highlights are obviously the Beatles disbanded. Paul McCartney did his public announcement. And there was the Apollo 13 accident. If you want to know what that's about? Watch the film Apollo 13. Very, very good. Tom Hanks. <laughs> I think he won an Oscar for it. If not, he should have done. It was very good. But some new facts. So in 1970, the first Earth Day was celebrated and the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, EPA uh, began operations. Uh, the EPA obviously became very famous during the Simpsons movie. If anyone remembers that throwback. EPA, EPA. Very good. Uh, American engineer Douglas Engelbart, great name, received a patent for the first computer mouse. A computer mouse in 1970? You'd have thought that would be like the mid-80s. No, 1970. And what did they Um, use before? Well, computers were all... um, Well, they didn't have screens before that, and computers were all just these big... I mean, computers 
another interesting one. Computers have been around for millennia. Since the war. There were computers, well, way before that. There have been computers found in, like, Egypt and stuff like that. But what we think of as a computer, you know, screen, keyboard and that, isn't that a computer? It's just a machine that can do calculations a lot, very quickly, automatically. Fancy-looking computer. So what did a computer look like before it was electronic, Adam? So before it was electronic, it was, I think they were sometimes steam-powered, which I know sounds like a little bit of a joke, but they were. Um, yeah, Have you seen um, that film about them trying to crack the the Germans' code? The Enigma the, code, no. The Enigma code. And that's like one of the earlier computers, and and it's literally like loads and loads. It's like this massive thing, it takes like a whole room. And like just loads of spinny things just spinning on round. You you couldn't really do anything on them apart from do a bunch of calculations yeah. dead dead quick, um. But yeah, there were ones from from I think the Egyptian times. I could be wrong, but there were there've been evidence of computers for hundreds of years. Um, look into that if you if you want to know what they are. Deep sneezes coming from. <laughs> Sorry, if you can hear some sneezes, they are my they are my mum next door. <laughs> so Ad- I was hoping they wouldn't get picked up. <laughs> so so Adam, you've been bubbling right been Anna, bubbling. over Christmas, and you're moving back home tonight. Today. I am today today at lunchtime. I am, but uh, for the meanwhile, I've been I've I moved in with my with my family, with my parents and my sisters, um, just uh, like. A good month before Christmas, just to make sure it was all above board, and because Boris Johnson likes to change his mind at the drop of a hat, um, so I outsmarted him because I'm smarter than Boris Johnson. Not that wow. it's difficult. Well, I am. No, I am. I am. You wouldn't get stuck uh, on a zipline. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. And I'd also <laughs> feel like I could handle a a worldwide pandemic. Oh well. Wow. Oh, you could. That's just me. That's just me. <laughs> Well, listeners, please enjoy the ambient sounds of uh, our childhood home right there, because you won't get, you may not get this again, unless we go into another lockdown, and we need yeah. to do this again. But, uh, but uh, if I can get a couple of bless yous in the comments, <laughs> yeah, don't bless you two stars. <laughs> what a review! Back to the facts. Come on, back to the facts. A uh, great name, Libby Childress, Childress, great name, of Mount Airy, North Carolina. Shout out to North Carolina. Won the forty third Scripps National Spelling Bee with a certain word. Can you guess what that word is? I don't know how old she was, but can you guess what the word is? She can we do like a little c- countdown style shit. where you give us the amount of letters? Mm. Mm. Um, maybe a category. <laughs> a category. Maybe just the word. <laughs> Maybe what it rhymes with. <laughs> <laughs> it is, in true countdown style, a nine-letter uh, word. Shut up. No, no words are nine letters. Hold on. I've already started the countdown clock. Dum, 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 Matt, what are you possibly dum, writing dum, down? I'm just trying, to, I'm trying to think of one word with nine letters. Lobotomies. Uh, Whoa. Bossamies. Good one. Matt, what's your nine letter I, I I couldn't think of one, but um, I'm oh. trying like... Dinosaurs. Actually, a lot of words, if you, if you put an S on the end, a lot of them are nine letters. I'm going oh, salvation. Oh. Uh, you're both wrong. 
it was something much simpler than that. The word in question was croissant. Oh, oh. croissant. croissant, like a French. Croissant. Yes. Go on, spell it, Matt. Well, literally, I was about to say, I could. You say simpler. I couldn't spell croissant. Nah, I couldn't. Got a a little little sneaky R in there. Croissant. But it's also like croissant. Yeah, croissant, and it's double S. Well, that might that might catch you up there. French. Beautiful, beautiful croissants. Um, speaking of food, let me tell you about <laughs> ten food. Not that we haven't touched on that, already. Not that we haven't but let me tell you about ten food trends that were happening in nineteen. Oh my gosh, this is the best fact can, I'm already. Can excited. I guess one? Go on. Are we about to talk about the Big Mac again? We ah, are not. Man. Spam. Spam. We are not. These are. No. Spam is well there. Spam was in the war. Spam's like the war, yeah, to be fair. Anyway, still sorry. in my cupboard. But so, some of these are American, so I don't know what they are, but I think we've got British say, alternatives. Say it with an American. <laughs> say say <laughs> spam with an American accent, Grace, that'll get it. Spam. Yes. Spam. Spam. <laughs> what? Why is it sassy? <laughs> sassy spam. Um sorry, ten food trends. Uh Black Forest Cake. Gato. I assume that's a Black Forest Gato. Way overrated. Description. Uh, this one, which I don't know what it is, but I'd like to like to find out. Cheese logs. Oh. Is that just a, a log? A log shape. A l- well, I wouldn't know whether it's just a big cheese string. Oh. Or just like bigger. Uh, deviled eggs. Oh, yeah. Apparently, apparently the, the thing to bring to a party. Oh. A little plate of deviled eggs. Something called Hamburger Helper. No idea. <laughs> but I like the sound of it. I think I've seen the mascot for Hamburger Helper, and I believe it's a big glove with, like, a face on it. So, you ha- so, so your scent. burger doesn't fall out? No, I think it's a food. I don't think it's, like, a, an actual glove. I just think that's the mascot for it. I think <sighs> it's a pre-made burger thing. Uh, Who knows? Uh, Jello Pudding Pops. Which is fun to say. Um, I th- I believe they're associated with with the former sweetheart of America, Mister Crosby. What's his first name? Bill Bill Crosby. Um, I think he advertised them, but obviously now they're. Is, isn't it mad that in America pudding is like a, a chocolate mousse? It is a specific yes. thing. Whereas here, pudding is dessert. Pudding can be a range of things pudding, over here. Pudding is the possibilities of pudding is endless. But it is mostly just chocolate over there, isn't it? Like Unless they differentiate other differentiate otherwise with butterscotch. Oh. But anyway, they are they Jello pudding pops, um, layered gelatin salads, <laughs> which I believe are actually well, I've seen them in English cookbooks from like the seventies, and they are disgusting. It's literally <laughs> a salad jelly salad jelly, awful, awful. Uh, Something called Muggo Lunch, which I'm a big fan of. I think that's just a cup of soup. Muggo uh, Lunch. Muggo Lunch. Uh, pasta Primavera. No idea. Uh, Swanson TV Dinners, which I believe are those things that come in the, the trays. Try. Um, and a tab, which is a Diet Cola soft drink that was created and produced by the Coca-Cola company. I'll take a tab. Which I quite like. It's quite a cool thing to say. I'll grab a tap. It's like in the Back to the Future when Martin McFly walks in. It's like, I love a Pepsi. 
what type of Pepsi? It's like Pepsi Clear or Pepsi Free. It's like you're not getting a Pepsi for free. You're getting it. Do you want to know some scent. clever marketing, supposed Please? marketing of Coca-Cola? Hmm. I mean, everyone says a classic like they used to put cocaine in, in their stuff to make it addictive, right? But then apparently it was dead expensive to make, right? So they made an absolutely garbage version that everyone hated. And everyone claims it's like that's when they took the cocaine out. Right. And then and everyone hated it and it was disgusting. And then they were like, okay, then we'll bring back the original, brought it back with some like new rebranding of the bottles and stuff. Actually, it wasn't. It was just marginally better. So it was still like cheap to to produce. But it because it was better, everyone was like, oh my gosh, here it is again. And everyone loves it and buys loads of it. And that is, wasn't that Coca-Cola classic or something like that? I don't know. The the cola wars in America is proper interesting because we I don't think we had it over here but like Pepsi versus Coke like Pepsi had Michael Jackson in and they did the there was the the taste test that they did all over the country and honestly incredible and over here I think the closest thing we get to that is that some households are a Pepsi household some households are a Coke household Pepsi is better but, uh, it's just not true Doctor Pepper's better than all of them though. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're just a podcast full of lies now, aren't we? Stop. I didn't realise we were doing this. Sure. What else, What other untruths can we tell? The, the vanilla flavour Dr. is the Pepper's best garbage. Of them all. Dr. Pepper, vanilla. Dr. Pepper is hot garbage. You. It's sewer water. You are nothing but wrong. Author. Riddled we. with sin. That's what you are. <laughs> Riddled with sin. <laughs> those those texts were private. Okay, when I'm riddled with. So. They were shared in confidence. It is between me and my GP. Okay. <laughs> so funny. Well, there you go. Final fact. Oh. Final fact. And this one's a music one. On March, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move swiftly on. On March the first. Famed cult leader Charles Manson's album, Lie, The Love and Terror Cult, was released. I don't know where it went on the charts, but he released an album. Don't know how. Don't know whether he did it before he went to jail and was caught or, or what. I've never heard of this man. But, uh, you've never heard of Charles Manson? Very interesting Talk fella. about sinners. Um, I know, yeah. <laughs> he, um, he, where did it begin? Um... I feel like you're going to dine out on this, but basically he listened to a Beatles song. He listened to Helter Skelter by the Beatles and thought God was telling him through that song that, hey, start a race war. (laughs) (laughs) So he he essentially believed that he was going to murder some famous people, blame it on um, people in in the black community, um, and then um, he and his family, he called it, would hide away. Um, whilst uh, white people and black people fought each other. And then eventually, he and his family would emerge from the ground and be the rulers over the world. Ooh, don't like know how Noah. we thought that was going to Yeah, kind of. Um, he he murdered, uh, well, he, he and his family members murdered uh, actress Sharon Tate. Um, but Charles Manson was this very enigmatic figure. People really drew to him because he was quite charismatic and he was also... A, a little bit talented, I think. So Dennis Wilson, the drummer from the Beach Boys, was actually really good friends with him. 
and used to hang out at his ranch and play music with him and stuff like that. Uh, I feel like I recognise the name Manson, but I don't recognise Charles Manson. He was a little bit... So Marilyn Manson named himself after, I assume. Um, and Charles Manson, he, he was like in jail for a long, long time and he'd carved like a... A swastika. A swastika into his head. Um, to his head? But he wasn't... Yeah, like you're right into the middle of his forehead. And there's some interviews with him and he's a bit... Um, it, It's interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. It might be. It is interesting, but I have zero time for Charles Manson and, and talking oh, about sure. him. Because honestly, like, Sharon Tate was sick, man. You know what I mean? Like, and just taken away so young. John Lennon is kill, was killed because of Charles Manson. You know what I mean? And I just, I just can't even, like, just the worst kind of human that's willing to put a sweat sticker on their forehead. You know what I mean? And like, just I don't know, like the way he like would manipulate and claim innocence, and like just like these innocent. I mean, he he would basically like take these kids from sixties America who like didn't really fit in, and would like were looking for something, and just manipulate them and turn them into murderers, you know, and and create this cult. And I just have absolutely no time for him at all. Not that he cares. I mean, he's dead, but not that he cares about my yeah. time. But I just think the bottom of the barrel right there. You know what I mean? But he released an album. <laughs> he released it in 1970. Yeah. And that's that's my fact. Yeah. We're done. Brilliant. Thanks, Adam. Please. I I am. Um, you know, you can still get clear coal, uh, clear Pepsi. You know, that's a thing you can get. Can so you? you you can get, that. like, original bottles of the stuff. It costs a bomb. But, um, you know, um, does anyone watch or has ever watched Good Mythical Morning? Oh, Rhett my God, yes. Come on. Yeah. I literally I love them so much. Come on. So they do, like, they buy, uh, like, old bottles of it and then they drink it, do you know what I mean, and stuff like that. Go check that out because that, that is good content. You know what I mean? They are, they are great. They are great. They are, like, the ant and deck of America. Not that they need our Ooh, advertisement. They do not. They need this. <laughs> they are, they've been going for years. They are YouTube. Big boys. Staples. So they, good. They are so, so good. good. So good. Should we just um, talk about some music that came out in 1970? Just quickly, some uh, some big albums. All Things Must Pass. George Harrison. <laughs> oh. Amazing album. Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Uh, Deja Vu. By Crosby, Stills and Nash, Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd, Bitches Brew, by uh, hey. Miles Davis, big one, and Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Just absolute oh, big one. What a year for music! Really good. So let's talk about uh, After the Gold Rush, which was a big album in itself for this year, and it held up. Uh, After the Gold Rush is the third studio album of Canadian music musician. Neil Young, who we've talked about before. And it was released in September 1970. Uh, it is one of the four high-profile big albums released um, by Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young uh, in the wake of their chart-topping album, Deja Vu, which you just talked about. And uh, this is like a country folk album and it has some like rocking elements, so like Southern Man, which we might come on to talk about. 
and it was inspired by a screenplay by Dean Stockwell Herb Berman uh, called After the Gold Rush. And After the Gold Rush, the screenplay is actually lost. And so no one has ever, like it was never made into a film or never uh, turned into anything. And so the closest thing we have to the screenplay is actually this album. Um, I peaked at number eight on the Billboard Top pop albums are very convenient it sounds like a ruse to me doesn't it it's not even true um and uh the, the singles were only love can break your heart uh when when you dance i can really love uh, and it, it's a big album and we looked at um we looked at a neil young album harvest didn't we uh, but this is three years or a couple of years before that um and so it was recorded in a basement with uh, the crazy horse the band, uh, it had Jack Nietzsche as well. I don't know how to say his name. Um, but he went on to play with um, Bruce Springsteen's East Street Band, who we looked at last week. Um, and so, you know, big players. And it kind of has this feeling of when we were looking at the band and how they played in their base basement and in that house. And I thought, you know what, we're getting in, into a world where people record albums again in their homes, don't they? We've got rid of that professionalised environment and we're bringing it back in the homes. Come full circle. Come full circle. And I hope that there's some good that comes from, you know, bringing music back to the everyday man. Who knows? We'll wait and find out. Um, but yeah, so uh, re- as well as um, this being inspired by the screenplay, uh, it was also inspired by um, uh, Graham Nash's breakup uh, with Joni Mitchell, who I can't wait to talk about Joni Mitchell. I think we have like two years <laughs> till we get to talk about Joni Mitchell, but I cannot wait. Uh, but uh, Only Love Can Break Your Heart is about his breakup with Joni Mitchell. And she is like this iconic, like, she's also like, she's almost like a mythical figure at the same time as like living up to this myth- mythical figure. You know what I mean? It's not like she doesn't live up to it or not live up to it, but she doesn't disappoint you know what I mean? When you look into it, she's just unbelievable. So I can't wait to talk save about it. Save the content, save the content. I know, we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait. It's 2024, <laughs> that'll be. But, um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so why don't we talk about this album? Uh, I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Not everybody loved Neil Young last time we looked at him. And Grace, I think you were the main um, proprietor of that. But uh, t- tell us what you thought, Grace. What were your thoughts on this album? Um, well, this is way worse than the last one. This is way worse than half. Yeah. So tell us what you thought of the last one. Um, so I actually, I looked for my notes on the last one. I didn't keep my notes. Um, but I thought, in a nutshell, that it was garbage. <laughs> to, to sum up. Um, so the last, the up. last one was garbage. So this one. Yeah, this one's trash. Um... <laughs> um so yeah it was supposedly written for this fake movie um where the script was conveniently lost and i think well so maybe there was a movie and maybe it was lost was it lost was it purposefully thrown away when they heard this album i don't know (laughs) wow um but yeah i just I, i thought it couldn't get much worse when i listened to harvest um but then i heard this but the only saving grace you can take from that then is that this album came first. So he was somewhat getting better <laughs> by, the time, right. by the time you released Harvest. And clearly it was only up from there. So well done, Neil. But this was this is bad. But, you know, 
we've got to start somewhere, right? I know this isn't the start, but right. Yeah, his we his big musical career that's been a massive success up <laughs> yeah. to this point. That's nothing. This is the start point, and no, it's yeah, garbage. This is, this is very <laughs> according to Grace. Um, but yeah, just what is wrong with his voice? I it felt like it was a skit from Family Guy or something. You know, like when you're watching a cartoon <laughs> and they're doing a skit playing the guitar with this weird voice, like. Like that is Neil Young's voice on ninety percent of this album, and it's incredibly annoying. And I'm not sure if it's a joke or serious, but if it's serious, he should do something about that because we don't we don't want to hear that. Well, I don't want to hear that. I'm just sweeping you all under my little umbrella here, but I'm gonna speak for you. We don't want to hear. That. <laughs> um, now he just consistently sounds like a creep. I think that's the voice of a creep. Can I t- can I ask you something about something that I picked up about the voice rights? Is yeah. you know when we talked about Drake and his <laughs> low mid, um, like he Don't used, tell me he goes high. No. Come on, so he used the low and right. mid range of a of a sonic <laughs> yeah. field. That's not a thing. Sonic yeah. sound of an album, and and then his voice is like all these top frequencies. Yeah. This is this was the original of it, right? Neil Young started that. This is the you know original I mean? of the voice that they use for the paedophile in Family Guy. <laughs> this is where they took inspiration wow. from because it's a creepy, creepy voice of creepy people. But don't you think there's something deeply vulnerable creepy. about the voice, which is deeply creepy? <laughs> but don't you think like there's something about it that is good? No, because it's it's not his authentic voice. Because then in in other songs he's got a huskier, raspier, like more filled out voice. This is like he's just like in his head voice, just like <laughs> and it's creepy. But I don't think I think his voice sounds like that. I don't think he like next song he sounds like Johnny Cash. You know, like well, he no. does have like a high voice. <laughs> you know what I mean? But should it sound but, like that? <laughs> It doesn't sound like that much effort's gone into it and it's just annoying and it's creepy. Wow. And there's one bop on it. There's only one bop on this album. Southern Man, yeah. obviously, like like you were earlier alluded to. Um, The only good one. And the BV is in this. Need all the credit for making this album sound listenable. Right. Because when it's just Neil on his own, trash, turn it off. When the other guys come in, all right, we can keep it. Yeah. Grace, um, you, your, your vocal keeps... Oh. I don't know how it keeps doing that. that. You like? Do I keep turning? Well, yeah, but it just keeps stopping and then comes back in. As long as it's recording, I don't mind. Okay. But um, yeah. it seems like it is. I guess that's like the Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young voice in it. That's like those harmonies all together. That's what they are. Yeah, that's exactly. what they sound I, I, like. I, I, you know yeah, mean? which is it, it redeems itself. And I mean, Lonesome Me is all right. It's a good one for like sitting in your window, staring out at, as it's raining. And you're pretending that you're like in a film and your heart's just been broken. Mm. And that's playing in the background. Classic. Or like in driving in the car. You're in the passenger seat, staring out the window. Imagine the camera. Like, yeah, I, f- I can feel that one. Um, it was just not that great. And this guy, this pianist who later, like you were saying, went on to play for, for Brucey. Yeah. That East Street Band. Right, he's described... As a prodigy, right. I think he was like 18 or something when they recorded this album. Yeah. And listened to it. Like, who? 
Who's who's calling these people prodigies? I got a problem with this, Grace. Because you tell me that you think. No, listen, right. right. I hate it when someone says, "Oh, they're a prodigy," and they go. The response is, "Well, why don't they play five hundred notes a second?" That I I hate that so much. But actually, this is just. I don't think you should play five hundred notes a second. But the feel, it feels great. After the goal rush, that piano. It doesn't. It feels. Great. I think it feels disjointed. I think his playing feels really disjointed. You are I don't like it at all. Me. It feels so disjointed. I hate it. Disjointed. It doesn't flow at all. It doesn't flow at all. Well, I have to. There's no feel. I have to. It's not like he's like oh sitting in the pocket or whatever. No, he's sitting miles out the pocket. He can't even sitting see the pocket. In the pocket. It's hard to get a piano in the pocket, Grace. <laughs> Right. Well, a prodigy could do it, but no, not this one. <sighs> he got better when he when he like he's eighteen. He's young. Give him give him a chance. When he got to Bruce, he's doing better bits. Well, but for now, I don't like it. We all know that's because like he's working with Bruce. That's well, exactly. That's what you're gonna say. The here. the inspo from Bruce here. <laughs> what inspo? <laughs> <laughs> wow. But I don't like him here. I don't. Oh, Grace, I I disagree with that last bit so much. But you know. Okay. You know, That's okay though. It is we're okay. All, we're all friends. Yeah, we can't be right all the time, can we? You know, we can't. We can't. You know, I, I do like the trumpets though. Come on, love a bit of trumpet. Of Amazing. So, not a great album from you. Uh, no, it's no. <laughs> Adam, what did you think? Um, so I'm I'm in the same vein as Grace for some parts. Um, said this last time. Neil Young's voice is off putting. Yeah, off putting. Um, the falsetto or high range, whatever it is, of his voice, don't like to listen to it. It doesn't fall nicely on my ears. Some people <laughs> might like it. I don't. Some people can pull off a falsetto, high voice. I, I don't think he can because it doesn't sound strong when he does it. Um, like I said, it sounds false. Is that really his voice? However, to be positive, Southern Man, it's got that grit. It's got that social justice element. Love that. Crazy Horse, his back and band, obviously, really... Really backing well. Uh, the group vi- vocal sounds good when it comes in. I don't know whether that's him and other voices or his voice layered on layered. Well, I think that sounds good. Uh, when You Dance, I can really love. The intro reminds me of More Than a Feeling by Boston. Uh, that's as good as it got there. Um, legitimately, if he had a better voice, I'd enjoy these songs more. Uh, he doesn't write bad songs. Uh they aren't amazing, but the, you know they say something. The guitar's really great, um, but I'm just put off by him. His voice turns me off. Good example of that is "Don't Let It Bring You Down." Great sounding song, great lyrics, music is boss, but his whiny, whiny thin voice is just awful. Um, you know I me, mean? I like strong voices. You know, a falsetto is fine as long as it's not always there. Al Green's "Let's Stay Together," brilliant. Sometimes it goes high, but not always. Um, it's all about that balance. That balance. Uh, I think. I think. My final thoughts. If he released this today, um, he'd be laughed out of every record company on earth. He would have to release it online himself. It's a good job he did it in the basement because <laughs> he wouldn't get anywhere near an actual studio, and he'd have to release it online. <laughs> and it might do okay on SoundCloud, but I don't think he'd be successful <laughs> in the slightest. I honestly don't. I don't think. I don't think he'd do anything um, if this was released today. So. Yeah. Yeah. Man, 
Well, I, I probably agree with that last bit, but I, I don't think that's a slight, in my opinion, isn't a slight on Neil Young. I think that's a slight on like where music is at at the moment. But, you know, I can appreciate that not everyone likes Neil Young's voice. You know what I mean? But I don't think it is falsetto, you know. I think it just is super high. You know what I mean? And I know it doesn't sound like always super strong, but I kind of think, does it does it need to sound strong? It just, it reminds me of a really bad X Factor audition. Yeah, it sounds like a joke. It doesn't sound serious. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it. And also, he's young. He's really young here, isn't he? He's like early Mm. 20s. And yet he sounds like he's 70. Grim. (laughs) Like, it doesn't work at all. He's got a terrible voice. I don't understand. That's what it is. Yeah, you know, that's a really good comparison. I think there's a vulnerability with his voice that I really appreciate. Because I, you can be vulnerable and actually still sound well, good. Are we are we listening to music now and we just hear like perfect vocals all the time? You know what I mean. And is that interesting? That? Well, I feel like I don't want to listen to music and hear garbage vocals all the time. So, yeah, give me perfection. Go. Man, I don't think it's garbage, but you know, but when I was eighteen, right? <laughs> I am um, a cute ageist joke from Grace here, but um, when I was eighteen. <laughs> I worked in this weird school and I was surrounded by like older musicians. You weren't called off to work. What, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Grace? I missed that. You weren't called off to work. <laughs> That's so rude. And that, by the way, that war is the Napoleonic Wars. <laughs> 1066. I thought it was Vietnam. <laughs> I didn't get a mention this episode, so I thought it had to come. Anyway, thanks, Grace and Adam. <laughs> When I was 18, um, I worked in a weird school, right, that was teaching kids music. And um, every everyone who else who worked there was, like, much older than me, like, maybe, like, 10 years older than me or, like, 30 years older than me. And they were all, like, these old musicians, right? And they all loved Neil Young. And at the time, I was like, I don't get it. And we'd play these songs and I'd be like, oh, this is a banger. And they'd go and try and find a version of it and I'd be like, well, this can't be the actual version because this sounds really bad. Like, I don't, I didn't see what they saw, you know what I mean, at all. Um, but, but the older I get... But now you're old. Yeah, well, the older I get, the more I kind of understand <laughs> it. Like, for me, I understand what you're saying about the voice. I don't agree. But I do think, like, yeah, it sounds like that. But there's a there's a vulnerability about it, which is nice, that people, like latch on to him do you know what I mean and like love and there's deep wisdom in his lyrics and the way he reflects and like I love the way he like he says the word man so like southern man last the last album we looked at was like old man but the word man he's like actually reflect he's the man you know what I mean does that make sense and he's just like always looking back on himself like southern man is uh, isn't about him specifically but it's looking at like mankind it's looking at how we do things and how things are done and i just love the way he kind of reflects in his lyrics and yes his voice is a little off-putting but i find it quite soothing i don't know i don't know what it is normally i listen to these albums on a run and this one i couldn't listen to on a run because i was like it was too chill for me i was proper laid back i was proper having a great time um and so yeah i don't know but I, I guess, like, 
I just don't find it um, off-putting at all. But, um... The thing is, some people are born to sing this song. Some people are born to just write them. Hmm. Just write them for other people. It's fine. If you'd write these songs and gave them to, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash, whatever. <laughs> Anyone else. You know what I mean? If you'd given it, hey, Dylan, I've got this song for you about racism in South America, Southern America. Great. Pass it on. I'll I'll jump all over. You know what I mean? Write the songs for someone else. Uh, Neil, don't sing them yourself. Well, know don't. when to call it a day, Neil. Sure. And that is when you finish writing them. That's that's yeah, the end that's of your the day. day. Yeah. That's the day. Don't get in that booth. Don't don't do it. But the the thing is, it's or just you, a style yeah. thing, isn't it? Because, like you know, in Southern Man, where he sings, "I saw cotton and I uh, cotton and I saw black, uh, tall cut, white mansions, cotton, <laughs> and little shacks." Southern Man, yeah. where you pay them back. Like his voice is like, you can hear that he's belting it out, and it's got like this strong like. So that's why I'm like, oh, it's not, it's not weak and it's not vulnerable. It's just a style thing. Do you know what I mean? It's not like he's putting it on, like, because it is. It sounds like a James the Brie from Dream Theater, Adam. That's what it sounds like. Oh, and like that no, might not James be your vibe and might not be what you want to go for. But just because it's high, man, it doesn't mean doesn't mean you have to discount it. I, I want to put. There's nothing wrong with people singing in a high voice. Sam Smith does it, and it sounds Oof. pretty damn good. Uh, James the does it quite often. Sounds pretty damn good. People do it and it's James okay because it sounds great. James Blunt does it. It sounds good. Justin Timberlake mm. does it from time to time. Michael Jackson did mm. it a lot. Beautiful. It's fine. It sounds good. Prince did it all the time and Prince did it amazingly. But, but, it, but Neil. You know what it is, man? It range. Because they could do other things and they could sound. And also when they did do it, it sounded good. It sounded yeah, strong. Yeah. He sounds wavy. You can hear the way it doesn't sound consistent no control sounds no awful control. pitchy and this is why it sounds like a head voice like grace was saying it sounds like it's just it's not it doesn't sound like it's coming from his chest or his diaphragm it sounds like it's just coming from the top of his head but i've nothing wrong with that falsetto in a man nothing at all or a woman nothing sounds great but i think there's something not more like, i think there's something more going on than just his voice you know what i mean i think you're missing drugs the song you know no, the heart. Because, no. because, like I said, the songs are great, instrumental, and, and they beautiful. speak. I think, I think his songs say a lot more than most people's songs. Only people who write deeper songs, you know, Bob Dylan, and like that. I, it's Bruce. definitely from that era. I think his. No, I think the, <laughs> leave Bruce alone. I think that Bruce, the the writing of his songs, great. It's just he shouldn't sing. Yeah. Everyone's got a voice. The reason the screenplay got lost. <laughs> is Neil Young's voice? Well, I tell you what, I, I you know you said um, that the last album was better than this one. Mm. I thought the mix on this one was better because, like you know, we had that yeah. whole like barn thing, and like I I do agree with you. I think the the next one is better, but the only thing I had with the last one was like, why does this just sound so weird? Why is this like his voice, which we talked about a lot, like so in the background and like the, the London Symphony Orchestra is like bolted up in the mix or whatever and it's because they were doing that whole sitting on a boat and or sitting in a field and like doing the mix which is an absolute vibe i'd love that yeah I, I would love that i would absolutely love that um but i did think this overall sounded consistent and not like a bunch of songs all put together to make an album but um 
Oh, yeah. Do, do you want to hear a funny story from around this time about Neil Absolutely. Young? So Neil Young brought this album out and everyone loved it, right? And when he came to release his next batch of songs, he refused to play the old songs that everybody wanted to hear and would only play the new songs, right? And so um, people were a bit like peeved that he, would, he wouldn't play the new, the old stuff that they loved. And he was a bit peeved that they only wanted the old stuff. So he plays all these songs and then he says, oh, I'm going to play a song that you'll all have heard before. And the crowd goes sick, right? It's like, yes, come on, we're going to hear this song. And he plays the first song that he did at the beginning of the gig again. And he just doesn't even bother playing his old stuff. How funny. And I was so into that. When I heard that, I was like, come on, come on, Neil. Because he does have a bit of like, I don't know, he does have like timidity to his voice. I hear that. But as a guy, he's like, I'm going to take down these Southern men and I'm going to call them out. And then later on, he's like, actually, I was wrong in calling them out. Actually, that wasn't the right thing to do because we talked about the whole thing with Leonard Skinner and how like Southern Man has a point, but then Alabama on the next album on Harvest is actually, you know, it just is accusatory and not the way to go, which I, I appreciate someone who goes, you know, I said this, I didn't mean it. I shouldn't have said it. You know what I mean? So, well, there you go. Well, guys, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy um, after the gold rush as much <laughs> as, you know, <laughs> as much as some of us did. But um, we're going to compare it to McCartney 3. Great, so let's take a break and then we're going to talk about McCartney 3. So this week we are comparing Neil Young's album to McCartney 3, the latest offering by one of the greatest of all time, Paul McCartney. McCartney 3 is the 18th studio album of English musician Paul McCartney. And it isn't his third album. Uh, but it is his 18th, and but it is called McCartney 3 because we've had a McCartney 1 in 1970 and McCartney 2 in 1980, and here we are. 2020 brought us McCartney 3, uh, and it features McCartney on all instruments, doing production as well, um, and yeah, it was recorded during 2020 at McCartney's studio in Sussex uh, while in lockdown during the pandemic. And McCartney began recording uh, the instruments and wrote the songs and added further layers. And he said, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was about making music for yourself rather than making music that has to do a job. So I just did stuff I fancied doing. I had no idea that it would end up as an album. And I think you can hear that on this album. I think it is pretty self-indulgent <laughs> uh, the whole way through. Um and I'm just going to get my thoughts out of the way quickly. So I think it's pretty self-indulgent. I think there's a lot of ideas on here that are B-sides and not A-sides. Um, but having... Ooh. Yeah. But having said that, I think it's a really enjoyable listen. I love that way to talk about music. <laughs> I, I really enjoy... Like, I really enjoyed listening to this album and I, I could listen to it all the day. And let me tell you, after one listen, right, I had a little cry listening to this album. Oh. Yeah, and I wasn't expecting it because I, I don't know, right? I just like, I don't think there's anybody in the world who's influenced me more as someone I don't know than Paul McCartney. You know, that this person had brought such an impact on my life 
I mean, what would life be like without Paul McCartney? And I'm so thankful Indeed. for that. And so thankful for everything oh, that he terrible. brought. Yeah. Uh, but so even though it wasn't a great album, I was still thankful that, you know, he was still doing stuff and he was still producing stuff. And while it isn't perfect, I think it is good. And I think his voice sounds a bit weird on some of these songs. Like they've been put down like a couple of keys so that you can hit the higher notes. But if that's what it's like at 78, then that's what it's like at 78. You know what I mean? We're all there. We're all getting older, aren't we, Grace? You know? Exactly. Some some yeah. quicker than others. Yeah, we can't escape time. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So that's what I thought. I, I enjoyed it on a home. Um, Adam, what did you think of this album? Paul, Paul, Paul. <laughs> a lot of this album, below standard, oh, isn't it? Um, however, let's go with some strong positive points first. Sam, uh, Lavatory Lil, fun, not taking itself too seriously. It's a man who is having fun in the studio, a man who has spent a lot of his life in, in the studio, uh, and he's having fun with it, playing all the instruments, just going, going about it, goofing about. Uh, and isn't that why he started in the first place? having fun uh, songs like Daisy Maggie May Polythene Pam stuff like that just a bit of fun you know what I mean um, so I quite liked it quite liked it uh, deep deep feeling good intro simple and starts to come in with the back and vocals and piano builds up to this really interesting song it's a bit long it, to me it seems like two songs in one like he'd wrote um, kind of that sometimes I wish it would go away a bit and then he wrote the deep deep feeling bit and then kind of mashed the two together um, but still, really good song. Find my way. I I listened to that song. And my first thing that came to mind was this. This would be on a Beatles album. Like if if the Beatles had all survived and stayed together, it would be on their crap nineties album that really wasn't that good until they kind of made a bit more of a comeback in the in the two thousands. Uh, but I like that. Um, sliding another one. Drums sound good. Really fat. Great overdriven guitars. Great. Uh, all in all, to say. Uh, his voice is gone. We know this. He's 78, like you said. I, I think, whilst it's wonderful that he wants to still make music, and he is one of the best, if not the best, songwriters of all time, and certainly musicians of all time, in my opinion, um, it's it's time for him to retire. Whoa. I know he wants Whoa. to still release music. It's just, it's not, it's not the same. I love him, but he needs he needs to stop. Kiss of Venus is a perfect example of this on this album. Like, what? What is that? You think of his other acoustic hits, Yesterday, Blackbird, Every Night, Junk, Belters. The man can play a mean guitar and sing a mean song and write a great song. Uh, and he can still play. He, don't get me wrong, he can still play. He can still write good songs. I just, I don't, I don't think, I just don't think he's still got it. It's not this one. I'll say as well for me, final point, McCartney's best stuff hasn't been his solo stuff just as yeah he's got a few good songs where it's just him on his own but it's when he's collaborated with other people that it works best whether it's john lennon uh, or people in wings or michael jackson on say 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 he works best in a partnership bouncing ideas off someone and uh, in reality he needs someone another person to bounce off and also someone to say no to but he's got no one to say no one to say no to him, no one to stop him. <laughs> so he can write songs that really just aren't that good anymore. Um, which is a shame because, like you said, we wish that he could go on forever and still be, you know, 
1968 McCartney just writing out these amazing songs, but it, it's it's not the reality, unfortunately. So whilst I enjoyed it, like you said, Matt, self-indulgent, and I think this will be a good good curtain call. Time to stop with the with the new albums, Paul. Just do you think? Mm. So that's my thoughts. Yeah, I I I think it is pretty self-indulgent, but I kind of like it that way. I wouldn't expect anything less of him. You know what I mean? That's kind of like... No, I, I, and he's earned the right to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the man's wrote some of the best songs ever. So he can, in in respect, do do what he wants. But yeah. I think it is time to stop. I think, yeah. I, another point that I forgot to say, like, he is, he is king of melody, isn't he? Like, he writes a mean mm. melody. A lot of these songs mean absolutely nothing. But he can he can yeah. make a good melody. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Sure. Just I wish I had like a brain that worked like that. Do you know what I mean? Just so strong. And Bruce was a bit like that last week. Like when I we were watching the when I was watching the documentary, like he's got the melody down. He knows everything, all that stuff. He knows what it's, he wants it to sound like, and he needs to work on the lyrics. And still comes out with great lyrics. But um, I don't know. Is there anyone better at, at melody writing than Paul McCartney? I don't, I don't think there is. You know what I mean? Still at 78. But, uh, yeah. Grace, what are your thoughts? I, I mean, I knew that you that you both weren't big fans of this um, before we did this episode, right? So I didn't go into just high expectations. Um, but I'm actually going to give it a little bit more credit than the two of you have. Right. Um, I didn't hate it as much as you did. I think... Because I'm not a fan of a lot of original Beatles music, I've written here, still better than Sgt. Pepper's. Oh, that is crazy. Because Sgt. Pepper's makes me angry. Because it's... Because, I mean, the track, Sgt. Pepper's, is, like, one of the trashiest things you'll hear in your life. So the fact that it is so well-received just really angers my soul. But this... I just think it's miles better than that. I, we all know that he's my favorite Beatle of them all, um, and I think at this, at the, at his age, right? If he wasn't Paul McCartney and this was just a random guy in his seventies produced this album, like the world would be kicking off. We'd be going mental. We'd be like, oh my goodness, this is incredible. This seventy-odd-year-old guy just released this. You would never know. Listen to this. That he is as old as he is. Considering that he's done literally everything, even just listening to his voice, you'd never think he's his actual age. But then everything musically as well, like we'll be blown away if this is just some random guy in his seventies releasing this. So, yeah, he's Paul McCartney, and yeah, he's done some better stuff in the past. But like, think of his age, yeah, and the life that he lived, that that crazy life, and now he's at the age that he is. He's not some like crippled little old man. He's doing absolute bits. On his own, not needing any help, doing absolute bits. And I'm here for it. And I mean, lyrically, right, as is my opinion of the Beatles, their lyrics have never been like anything. They've they've never actually told you anything. They've just been garbage. I right? mean, but that that is Yellow wrong. Submarine. But you know, yeah, okay. So there's examples, isn't there? There are examples of yes. Octopus's freaking garden. Yeah. Oh, yes, Octopus's flipping. It's a fun garden. song. Right. Right. 
No, because it's not fun when McFly do it, is it? Right, when they do their, their latest album, that's not fun, is it? It's garbage. You can't be releasing garbage stuff like that when you're such a well-known band. No. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on. McFly haven't earned the right hey, to release garbage. McFly have, the Beatles oh, at that point had earned the right no. to release whatever the hell they wanted <laughs> because they were that good and on top of the world. But, but I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it's classic, lyrically absolute trash for the sake of rhyme. I hate that. And I hate that, like, like leaving out the, the quality and the content just for, for the sake of rhyme. It's no, garbage. Um, but, you know, there's catchy Grace, you cannot say on. this stuff and then just say, but I'm, I'm not having good. this, right? Grace, you cannot <laughs> just move. You cannot say all trash. Things like all you need is love. Oh, no, trash. You know what I mean? I get by with a little help I mean, from my not friends. Not all trash, but a lot of their lyrics, you know? A lot of. You know? A lot of. A lot of. Even, and in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. You know, I think about that every Ooh, day. Shivers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Absolute shivers. <laughs> I think about that every day. Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill, Don't nothing speak to, to about die that song, for. Imagine, you know how I feel about that. It's stupid because he's just making money off that album, pretending everything's happy, clappy, and he'd love it that way. No, he's a hippie taking naked pictures with his wife. Naked in public. Weirdo. Water. Weirdo. Let me tell you, though. Put, right, hold on. He's he's not pretending everything's happy, clappy. He's saying, he's pretending hey, he could imagine if everything could he'd be. he love everything happy, clappy, and he wouldn't love everything happy, yeah. clappy because he if was he just money-grabbing. Oh, so he cynical. Money-grabbing. So cynical. How <laughs> dare you? The man wants a better world for you and for me and your money. What? Awful. That's what he wants. You want a better world? Go into the world. Go work for a charity. Go do some charity work. Don't release another single and make loads of money off it. I believe he did. No, but just do that though. Don't don't keep milking everyone for the money. Ah, oh, don't don't bring out Thank art. You. We don't need any art. We just need you to go yeah, to Africa. That's all right, right, I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Grace. Don't don't use the talent you've been given <laughs> to raise awareness for anything. No, 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 no. no. How dare go you? Out don't use and, and teach people in your hand. to play music so that they can make a living for themselves. I'm going to make a new jingle. Garbage take. Insert don't, Grace's unpopular Beatles opinion. That's what. Hot garbage. <laughs> right. But this one, right, I appreciate this one. I like it. He's, he's just vibing. He's old. He's getting on. He's just making music because he's bored and he can. And it's great. Lavatory live. Li live. Lil. Because imagine, <laughs> like imagine said, there's no heaven, got no time for it. But lavatory Lil. Yeah, I'm all lavatory about that. Lil. That's a song I can take with me <laughs> during the hard times. Yeah. Take that to the third world, um, will you? <laughs> yeah. Where they need lavatories, you know what <laughs> I mean? Making the world a better place, one toilet at a time. <sighs> Thanks, Paul. You've done us a good will here. <laughs> but no, it's better than anything John could have produced. Uh, God, <laughs> makes me angry. <laughs> no, uh, shut up, Paul. I tell you what, I didn't, Paul, I yeah. didn't hate, I didn't hate this album as half as I, I hate your opinion about this album. I can tell you that. 
that. That's a good thing. I, I'm just bringing some positivity to this album. I enjoyed it. Did we need eight minutes of deep, deep feeling? I don't think we did, but... No, I don't think we did. <laughs> You're all right you there. Know, every, why, everyone yeah, has their downfall. You know, we can't be that's perfect. Why, that's why time. I think that was that was two songs, clearly, that he didn't know what to do with, yeah. so he just kind of yeah. squished them together. But, you know, he's doing bits, and I'm here for the bits. Yeah. yeah. I, I did Better in, than that creepy voice. I, <laughs> well, I did enjoy this album. I, I wasn't negative. I, it's just what I expected it to be. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And Paul has been pretty self-indulgent for a long time. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? But um, I d- did you see the documentary? Not the documentary. The um, the thing on the TV about it with Idris Elba, Grace. They did like an interview for an hour. Love Idris Elba. Yeah. Well, they did a Paul McCartney Idris Elba for an hour, and Paul was like, "So at Christmas time, I put on my own Christmas album that hasn't been released yet." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, this is so great." And he just listens to himself at Christmas. <laughs> just crazy. I, I think we can all say we want that Christmas album. Yeah, though. I'd love that. Like, especially if he recorded it like 20 years ago. Or something like that when he was a bit a bit stronger, when he was in like his 60s or 50s. I think we all we all want to hear Paul McCartney singing, I don't know, some, some like carol or something yeah. like that. I'd say when we're all out of this, right, I know I've said this a few times, but guys, let's go and see Paul McCartney because it might be one of the... Grace, you, you don't have to come if you don't want to. I mean, I'd absolutely come. You can come, but if you if you shit all over it, I tell you that. <laughs> I'd be the oh, one that would wow. be the nicest about it. You'd be the worst. No, I would not. I'd be there like, oh, this is so much better than, than John. I can tell you now, I'll be... Yeah, well, that is shitting all over it. So it's no. a, <laughs> That's a, a terrible take. I, I would be in tears from minute go to the very end. I would be in my elements. But guys, let's let's do a trip out, you know. Come on. But uh, we don't we don't know how much longer we'll be able to do that. You know what I mean? I mean, at the moment we can't do it at all. So, you know, great. So, um, would you rather not Hall of Fame? No one's put neither of these albums in Hall of Fame, are they? Um, <laughs> it's been a while since we even talked about whether the Hall of Fame exists. That nothing has been good enough. <laughs> We're getting there, but nothing's really come come up. Come on. Going in. That's it. That's what happens when you start a list again. Well, or, exactly. let's be honest, a more substandard list we found out. But here we yeah. are. <laughs> so, would you rather, after the gold rush, Neil Young or McCartney 3? Adam, we'll come to oh. you for oh, Grace is going for it. Okay. <laughs> <Grace>. Wow. <laughs> Woo. Grace, Jump right in there. Which one would you rather? Paul. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Adam. I, I agree. Okay. Uh, McCartney three is is substantially better, and I feel like it. I could grow to like it a lot more, um, as well. So yeah, McCartney three. Matthew, I'm I. I mean, it's pretty close between the two of them, but I'll probably go after the gold rush. Shut it up. just meant a little really? more to me. There was just something about it. There was a little bit, you know, a little bit deeper. So there we go. And while we're here, shall we do some ratings? Let's hmm. rate. Let's. After the gold rush, what are we rating it? Adam. One. Grace has got to get You just love to <laughs> Isn't it amazing how much I sound One. like Grace this episode? Adam. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for just a, a nice solid two. two. Oh, guys. Solid number two. 
<laughs> Solid one. <laughs> Didn't even realise that's what I was saying. Just a hearty, little, requires a little bit of a push. Number two. I'm going for a 3.5. No, you are not. Wow. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed Very it. Very strong. But, um, you know. That's 3.5 out of 5. That's, that's upper echelon. Yeah. That's it. Guys, it is time to quiz. Are you ready? Woo! Absolutely. What time is it? 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 It's quizzing time. Quizzing time. Quizzing time. The quiz is around that I am running, which is very exciting for me. And we're doing Who Am I? And so I'm going to give you some clues and you have to guess who the artist is. Still angry at this quiz. Yeah. Well, Grace, I'll tell you now, I've dumbed it down for you. No, don't tell me I've tried to make it a bit easier. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I've tried to, Uh. I haven't picked many people. That were born before 1940. So, you know. Excellent. To me, it just sounds like it's being fixed Excellent. against me. No, not at all. I mean, you probably still I just thought it's going to be pretty embarrassing for Grace if we go if we go five weeks <laughs> where she just gets annihilated. You know. It, it is what it is. And to be, to be honest, Adam, I think you're, my money is on you <laughs> still for this, uh, for this round, you know. Wow. So, your money is safe to do so. <laughs> Lego. I was born October 25th, 1984. Okay. I grew up singing in my church gospel. Adam. No! Uh, ah. Adam. Is it Beyonce? It is not Beyonce. Oh, oh. excellent. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm frozen up. Grace, do you want to make another guess or? Absolutely not for now. No. Okay. <laughs> I was born in Santa Barbara, California. Nothing. <laughs> Is this a male or female? Female. My breakthrough album was One of the Boys. <laughs> Thank you, that is. Keep going. Keep going. Do a lamb thing. Keep going. After my first marriage did not go very well, my next album, Teenage Dream, came out. Oh, oh Grace! <laughs> Grace. <laughs> um, oh, boy. I'm going to get this wrong. Um, is it Katy Perry? It is Katy Perry. Well Let's done. Play! <laughs> I'm so proud. I'm sweating, I want you to know. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> well done. One nil. Whee! Come on. Are we ready for person number two? Come on. Ready. I was born on December the 12th, 1915. Matt. 1915? 15. Wow. 15. 15. 15. Are they still alive? I died in 1998 oh. <laughs> in May at the age of 
back on when they were born. I was born in New Jersey, US of A. Adam. Yes. Frank Sinatra. Adam, you have got it. I was literally going to say Frank Sinatra, no joke. Oh, my days. Oh, thank so you, But when you, said, when you said New Jersey, I thought he was like French or something. French. What? You thought he was French? I thought he wasn't from... He's most famously New York. Oh. Mr. In the Pockets of the Mafia. Oh. I mean, we all love French Sinatra. That is, <laughs> that is my favourite. <laughs> French Sinatra. Oh, I love that. Could someone that please do it? Some French French. It's like the best tribute act ever. <laughs> oh. Fly me to the moon. <laughs> Let me play among the stars. <laughs> oh. Okay, are you ready? Good lord. Ready? It's all Guys, on it's, it's all on this. <gasps> oh. I was born in Memphis, Tennessee, March twenty fifth, nineteen forty two. I began my career singing as a child in a gospel church called New Bethel Baptist Church in Detroit, Michigan. Hey. That wasn't me. Asm. Sorry, I just. Asm. Don't even say. Stevie Wonder. It is not no, Stevie you're lying. Wonder. Oh, oh, excellent. Yeah, he's, that's too old to be Stevie Wonder. Gone. Yeah, who is that old? Any guesses, Grace? No. I'm who is that old? They. That's not that old. When was he born? Forty-two. Well, they'll be eighty odd now. Yeah. Yeah, that is old. Nineteen forty-two. It is old, but it's not impossible. You're saying like, how could anyone be that old? Well, I'm trying to think of people that still make music now. Does he not make music now? Uh, well, it's a she, and no, they're dead. Oh, oh. Well, you didn't say they were dead. Well, well, I mean, Paul McCartney was born the same. Well, so when year. did she die? And he oh, and we've ah, just been Grace, talking about his album. Grace, 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 Aretha Franklin. It is Aretha Franklin. Yes! Grace, you got like 500 clues within that, but you know. I know, yeah. Well, so did Adam, but he didn't guess, did he? We'd already guessed. Princess. I, was fro- I was frozen out. He was frozen out. For that round of questions. Um, Grace, well done. Wow. Woo, 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 woo. Adam, I'm sorry if it feels like a fix. It does. It does <laughs> a little bit. This is a much more appropriate quiz. I mean, last time it last was pretty week. appropriate too. It wasn't it like was the ridiculous people... people who no one knows about. Uh, right, you do know you host, co-host a music podcast. That is like <laughs> part of what you do. Yeah, but I do... <laughs> I'm here to be the catalyst. Nothing else. Oh, yeah. Wow! <laughs> there you are. Someone said something once. <laughs> Grace, congratulations! <laughs> I mean, it's not that big deal, but it's one-one. <laughs> What time is it? 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 It's quizzing time. Quizzing time. Quizzing time. Guys, do you want to know what next week's albums are? Yes, please. So next week we are listening to Baduism by Erica Badu. Oh. Either of you ever heard of this album? 
I have heard of Erica Badu, but not the uh, not this Baduism. Baduism. Not this Baduism. Yeah, it sounds like a religion I want to join. <laughs> <laughs> and we're comparing it to Man on the Moon Three, The Chosen by Kid Cudi. Ah, uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> very different. <laughs> Adam, you said that like a a parent like that doesn't know what this. Oh wow, that oh, wow. that's what oh. you got for Christmas. Wow, yeah, that sounds excellent. When they show you a drawing that they did, that's yeah. it. Oh, oh wow, you made right that. on the wow. fridge, <laughs> right up there. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for listening. Why don't you subscribe to the podcast? That would be wonderful. If this is your first time here, you're very welcome. If this very is welcome. your hundredth time here, how did you time travel? No. You're also still so welcome. So welcome. Uh, please follow us on Instagram at Elvanilo. I'm at Matt Courtney Music. Adam, your handle is at Adam Courtney ninety five. Come on, and Grace, you are at Grace underscore Salmon. Brilliant, brilliant. It would really help us out if you could leave us a positive review on iTunes if that's where you listen. Uh, it's just so helpful. And tell your friends about this. You know, tell. Those around you that you think like music as well. Have you heard this podcast? Are you interested? Are you game? You know, why don't we get some listening parties going? Listening together. Come on. That's what we want. That's the vibe. And why don't you, you know, check out the albums that we're going to be talking about next week. Uh, and now then you can be informed about how wrong Grace is when she talks, <laughs> gives her opinion. <laughs> Amazing. We've got a bonus episode out Thursday. We look forward to seeing you then. Bye. See you later.